listening to the sermons of the late Pastor Frank Hampton Jr., who pastored the Church of God in Jackson, Michigan from 1963 to 2018. If you would like to learn more about Pastor Hampton or the Church of God, please visit our website at www.churchofgodjackson.com. Again, that's www.churchofgodjackson.com. We hope you enjoy the message. God bless. church thank you for light tonight and an awareness of what it's all about Lord God if you had not sent light we'd be in darkness tonight and great would be that darkness Lord and despite light many insist to walk in darkness but we need you Father God we're looking to thee Lord God our source is Christ. We have no other means of survival or forward progress but the Holy Ghost. Bless tonight and may we all realize our positions, our helplessness and hopelessness aside from God. Give that divine enablement this evening. Speak from your throne, Lord. Make your people alert and Lord God, they give us that sensibility that we need to perceive what you're saying. In this last day, in Jesus' name we ask, for his sake we do pray. Amen. of 2 Timothy chapter 2 beginning with verse 1 Thou therefore my son be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life that he might please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. Amen. And if a man also strive for masteries, yet is he not crowned except he strive lawfully. Verse 3, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. We would like to talk to you this evening about soldiers of the cross. Now, you'll have to pray with us and ponder these thoughts to get the benefit. If you 
are familiar with the Bible and the New Testament especially at all, you'll notice the term soldier, warfare, army is almost always related to God's people of the church. The one that's trying to convey a message to us, giving you to know the nature of your involvement. In this age of church going and frequent gatherings, we are more formal than we realize. See, now, these terms should awaken something in us that disallows us to relax. See, these analogies are similes of things that we are acquainted with. See, everybody with any perception at all knows what a soldier is all about. They know what a war is all about. It's something distressing. It's something that takes precedent over any other happenings during its time. When there's a war, everything else is secondary. Everybody, everybody knows about it. From the smallest child, more or less, on throughout. They know what it's all about. Everybody's attention is drawn to it. All of our lives are lived around it. I've lived through several wars and conflicts, especially the Second World War, and everything about life changed when war was declared. You couldn't get what you wanted to eat. Your clothes were rationed. Your gasoline rationed. Nothing wrapped in aluminum foil. And we could go on and on and on. People were frying their food in Vaseline and, and everything. Couldn't get, couldn't get the normal, the common necessities. What? Everything was relegated to the background in preference to the acknowledgement and preparation for the war. Why? Because the or war implied that we are being assailed. There is someone trying to undo us altogether, to destroy, to annihilate us. And we are responding in kind in an attempt to survive. So Paul was using something here hoping to arrest us. You pray with me tonight. See, now, if you cannot get the essence of the word, there's no way that I can make you aware of what's going on and how to survive it. Now, the only hope that I have of somehow, to some extent and some degree, of preparing you for what we not will face, but what we are facing, is that I can make you fully aware 
of what the word of God is not only implying but saying emphatically. How do you pray? Now, every phase of life, from its very beginning to the end, is war. Let me see if I can set a sort of events this point. There is no need of you living on edge trying through any means to always find relief from a situation. I've told you this before. The, the best you can do is to enter or leave one theater of war and enter into another. All war is serious and could be fatal. You follow me? Most people spend most of their time trying to change their status to alleviate themselves or relieve themselves. There's a war when you are a child of being obedient and, and, and subscribing to restrictions. They have a war of a teenager trying to resist the fans and the pulls and peer pressure. They have a war to the single young adult trying to offset loneliness and temptation and the normal occurrences of life. And certainly they have a war to the marriage trying to incorporate your character and your spirit and all this in, with someone else's and to live under someone's auspices and regard people's ways and, and mores and folkways and whims. And you've got to do it. Or follow the trend of the world. Get out of it. You follow me? So you may as well decide if you're going to live for God, it's a war. And I just about decided if, if I'm in a, if we have a world war, I just seem to fight in Japan and Germany. They had no need to send trying to sail the Pacific and go over where they fight and the bullets might be flying a little more scarce. What are you saying? Whatever your case is, whatever battle you're fighting, you may well fight it to a satisfactory conclusion. Now this old idea of trying to jump out of one battle and go over where uh, the guns are not shooting so loud. You'll learn that eventually. I had to learn it. Every phase of every phase of life. I hear poor saints and I analyze and studies people's lives and predicaments and oh, I'd be so glad when I get these children off my hand. You don't get them off your hand. You learn that too. You're gonna get two sets on your hand, Jeff. Come on. So me and my husband can have some time, but I said, well, you wait. You just wait. You get them off your apron string to your, on your heart string. Uh, let me read another scripture in 2 Timothy chapter 4. Verse 7. Someone read that for me, please. Just over a page there. Now you get it. I said all of life is a warfare. 
Paul entered into this thing fighting. Now you get the message tonight. Here he is all the way down to the end. And what is, what is his last, what is his valedictory address? What did he say here? I have fought a good fight. Now wait a minute. Not I have lived a good life. I've enjoyed a good wife. I've had a lifetime of, of good diets. Excellent recipes. But I fought a good fight. Listen, when Paul was inducted, he said, the Lord has shown me what great things I must enjoy. Isn't it sad that we are looking something for something so adverse to that? If Paul was a select vessel of God, and all that God showed him was suffering, why is it you going to spend all your life trying to find ease? And because you won't fashion yourself, you're going to wear yourself out looking for a way out. That's what calls people to be lost. That's what calls good people to go back on God. You wear yourself out trying to find ease from your particular situation. Spend practically all of your time trying to find a way to be comfortable, you won't live for God, but you won't live for God comfortably. So if it does not present itself, you wear yourself out trying to find a way to do it. And as a result, you are retrogressing. You're going backwards, spiritually, trying to find a way to get around what is your inevitable lot. Now, if you get a right attitude and let God show you the reality of the thing, the battle, it'll save you a lot of trouble. Paul said, look, now God has shown me what great things, not little things. See, God does not start us off on the wrong foot. You understand? Now, if you get on the wrong foot, you do it on your own. God lets you know. I've seen so many people who, even before they got saved, I want to be saved, but, but I know if I get saved, what's going to happen? Amen. Well, if you know what's going to happen, why not prepare yourself? Don't cry the rest of your life. Amen. Oh, I know what my children, my wife, my husband are going to do as soon as I... You know that? Well, then you're not going into it blind. Amen. You are expecting that. Amen. So Paul said, I fought a good fight letting you know that and if you read his life if you read his life brother you won't find many moments of relaxation I guarantee you from one fight to another in fact he in one chapter at Corinthians goes on to describe he's in peel of robbers in peels of, of the sea in peels of false brethren in peels of mountains everywhere I go to church as a fight I go to my country. I go back to visit my home as a fight. Everybody, everywhere as a fight. I can't go. To, I can't go to a camp. Everything's a fight. Amen. That's what he's saying. Let you know that that is no escape. If you go AWOL, of course you get a dishonorable discharge. So listen. 
I fought a good fight. You get this. Everything about life changes when you are inducted into the army. When I went into service, they didn't want us to bring anything civilian. We brought even our personal items, little shavers and cones. You know what they did? At a great big 50-gallon drums. Your little shaving lotion, you threw it all there, and they issue you their paraphernalia. You bring your little clothes, you put them in a bundle and send them home, and you dress in a uniform. Your little peculiar appetites and things and whatnot, you leave them at home and you eat jack food. You late sleepers don't sleep late anymore. You get shaken out at 4.30 in the morning. I don't care how much you want. I mean, you could, I've always been late sleeping out here. You say, yes, sir, to anybody who's a rank higher than you, PFCs. And you can. We're going to teach you discipline. You don't do nothing like you did at home. And you, and brother, they didn't spend no time making us aware of that. They didn't let you do everything by regulation. Even, even the guys who smoked, they said, well, we, when you, you smoke, when the smoking lamp is on. That means when they say the smoking lamp's on. If it's two minutes, then you smoke. And everybody, you don't do nothing on your own anymore. I don't care if you got a habit, you have to adjust your habit to our regulations. They say, you don't walk nowhere. You, you run. And when you're waiting in line for food, you do station there double time. I'm going to tell you something. And it was so different that many fellas could not adjust to the change. It was so much pressure that we found fellas who had just fallen on that business. They can't take it no longer. Young men, 1920s, they're going, going crazy, just filling up the crazy house. Minds breaking. Drinking, pausing, doing anything. What the change, amen, the, the, the rigor was more than they could handle. Some of them volunteered, but they didn't sense what was on the other side of the ocean. You follow me? Like a lot of people claim they, they see the, the church seem to be a going thing, and, and I like the way the people sing, and... I like the way they expect themselves. I'm, I'm, I'm going to adjourn them. You think you're joining a picnic, but it's you joining. <laughs> and no doubt some of you sat in your bedroom when, when, when we're not around. Say, Lord, if I'd known all this, I probably wouldn't have gotten that thing. You wouldn't you would let us know it, of course. I, 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 I didn't bargain for all of this. It's going to be worth it, though. Don't worry about it. Don't do it. You, you didn't make a bad deal. You didn't make a bad deal. You didn't make a bad deal. So don't let the devil hound you with that. Amen. So what are you saying? What are you saying? When you are inducted in this army, everything is different. So you may well get your mind rearranged. Now, I don't need to tell how mama did it and how nobody, why did nobody else. It's different now. It's totally different. 
and they don't spare no pain in letting you know it's different. You don't have no period of adjustment to wean from home. The, the reason he styled the church as an army, he wants you to know the similarity between the two. You don't try to bring any old ways or any of your old paraphernalia into the camp of the saints. In this army. It just does not fit. The shoes that you bring from home, maybe we I had blisters all up. We had to, before they, I had big feet, they had to find me some shoes there. So uh, I, I had blisters on my feet and, and all that kind of stuff. Gold leather had to burst and whatnot, what, trying to wear those civilian shoes. So they, they don't care, they just get that big enough. They gave me some F's. I remember that distinctly. They'd give you some shoes, that's a big shoe, and you put them on so they, they, they make sure your feet don't hurt. Amen. See, see, be quiet. It, see, they, you don't have time to measure foot sizes. You march in the box and, and accomplish the purpose for which you were sent. That's why they want, I, I tell you, the average person don't know what it's all about. They don't know about no battle. All of this little, this little, this little meticulous and all of these particular, you got the, everything so exact and all this kind of stuff. And the churches are uh, facing uh, enemies of the first magnitude and, and you got time to think about the little social thing and little superficial stuff. I'm telling you. I said, look, that's why I can tell you, I said, they don't know, they can't, they won't last. Uh, two days in the army. What they, they can't last. And then you got some who want to be, you know, want to be the officer just riding around in gypsy. But uh, they told me when I went to Marine Corps, it's a fighting unit. Everybody's a, a rifleman. Nobody sit up and, run, and walk around with your swagger stick on you. Everybody's a rifleman. See, but you got those kind of people. See, and now we are in the most serious battle that ever has been, according to the Bible, the Battle of Armageddon. It never has been, or never will there be anything like it. See, but if you can't believe God's word, then you, you won't sense that. You'll take it just as a historical thing or something we preach it and go on with it. But that's where we are. Amen. Now, you see, the one when you are in the army, people don't have time to play with your emotions or consider your emotions now or be sympathetic. They tell you just like it is. Amen. I remember so well. When they gathered us up after we got out of boot camp, they said, look, we're in a war. And some of you all are going to the battle and you won't come back home. So you can go crazy what you want to do at that situation. That's the way it is. They can run off or do to try to desert. Some of you not coming back. That's why Jesus says, Jesus said, well, few of you all be saved. That's tough. And brother, just as sure as they said it, it happened that way. He said, but now, if you follow instructions, your chances are much better of survival. And they, so they, they give it to your details. They say, keep your pieces. They call you your rifle. Keep them dry. Always, if you go through water, whatever, hold that rifle up. Why? Because... That's your survival, being able to shoot your way out. Oh, you understand? See, now you can go through water, amen. If you had to get your clothes wet and everything else, keep the, keep the piece dry. Oh, man. Amen. 
Because you can afford to face a, a, a lethal enemy and then and, and snap. Well, that's just where I've been preaching you all about. You mess around to face an enemy, you get your, you get your weapon wet. Now you're trying to shoot him. And it snaps on you. And by the, well, they teach us the nomenclature. I mean, how to take it down and all this, you know. They make up that way. You can take it in maybe a couple of minutes. But by the time you take it down and dry it off and all that kind of stuff, you bring the beast flying in every direction. Well, by the same token, by the time you get yourself together, regroup yourself in the Christ, everything might be over. You might have already lost the battle. That's what we're trying to tell you. Is it keep down? No, don't get excited. Keep down. They teach you how to crawl. They teach you how to creep right on your belly. Keep down. Keep down. One of the brothers in the Marine Corps, same time I was, he was telling about this friend in a foxhole. And the guy got excited. He said, keep down, fella, keep down. So the guy got, he got excited and rose up and his head just tore. They blew his head off. He, the excitement was too much. He couldn't keep down. He just couldn't. All that excitement going on, he just had to get up and do something, go crazy, whatever. Do you want me to tell you something? We talk about soberness. You talk about soberness because that sounds cute. But brother, keep down. Keep down. See, let me tell you something, children. You get this. A friend of mine used to work for in the Navy. See, he said, those guys, when they're practicing, and, you know, they're practicing shooting planes and whatnot, and, they, and those guys could hit a balloon, knock them out of the sky. But brother, when those enemy planes come, they froze. See, they were playing then, wasn't shooting back at them. Oh, you got people in the, in the prayer meeting, go forth, oh my. Pull the chart out and everything else. Tell you all about all the devil that I stood in the devil. Ain't that shooting at them. And brother, as soon as the real, you look at a gun bell about that big, brother, they freeze this. Can't pray the Lord to say nothing else. I'm telling you. I, I've been through it, brother. I've been through it with them. I've been through it with, 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 with those, uh, you know, those people who can hit a fly in the sky, so to speak, when they're nothing shooting back at them. You're going to face some real life battles when everything is dependent on the outcome of this particular conflict. Amen. Then you know who the soldiers are. See, so then when I see some people, when those guys in there instructing you and all this stuff, they got old guys that been, oh, they call salts. They've been there. They've never been in the battle. They come back, they tell you all about it. They give you all the details. How to survive. You sitting about sleeping and looking around and, oh, uh, you know what I mean, you'll make it. But brother, you're fine when you get in a crisis. Those things were just what you needed. Amen. All right. Brother, when they induce you or induct you into the army or uh, whatever branch of service, they make you absolutely no promises. Are you with me? Many times people have been impressed and want to come into the church and want me to make some promises. I, I can't make you anything. All the promise I can make you if you accept Christ and live faithfully, you make heaven. But between here and heaven, I don't know. Anything might happen. 
If you remain faithful until death, you receive a crown of life. That's the best I can do. Now, whether your wife will stay with you, or whether your children run off from home, or whether your husband will, or whether you have lived single, I can't promise you nothing. My brother and I would get saved, but this might happen. That's right, it might. You're exactly right, it might. Just exactly what you are saying might happen. And, and it's going to happen in the mission. Amen. They promise you absolutely nothing. They don't even promise you you'll be back home to see your family. And I want you to get this, children. You get this. I don't care about your status. The war takes precedent over whatever your involvement. I don't care if you got a house full of children, whether you got a newly wed wife, whether you got a thriving business. Now you get this, please. I don't care what it is when, brother, that is and when we are in a heated conflict, when we are in a time of vast hostility, everything is dropped. I don't care if you're the president's son, the senator's brother, or whomever. Movie stars, baseball players, Hall of Fame people, I don't care what you are. Now, in our text, there's a verse in the second chapter of Second Timothy, verse four. Read that if you will. Listen now. Will you listen to us, please? No man that warreth entangleth himself. Entangleth himself. Now, you see, see that—that's too much for you, then. He said, "Listen." He said, you release this yourself of the common affairs of life when you go to the war. I don't care if it's your job, if it's your family, if it's your wife, if it's your children, if it's whatever. You drops it. Your country's been threatened. And the security of your country takes precedent over anything else. And he said, as good soldiers of Jesus Christ. You all you, you, you don't get it, do you? He is saying that you, when the church is threatened, and if you can't sense it being threatened, now you never will. Everything in life that would have any negative effect on you warring a good warfare and you don't do your own analysis. Some people are clamoring for things that would bring them to halt. That would keep them from firing one effective shot. No man that warreth entangled himself with affairs of this life. You drops it. You releases yourself. You relegates it. Why? That he may Be please. That he may please. Him who have chosen him to be a soldier. All right, the one that chooses you to be a soldier decides 
whether you go to this theater of war, that theater of war, or uh, wherever you can better fit in the best interest of the whole situation. It might be right to the front line to the heated battle. You remember when David, the king, told, was Joab, was it, the captain, to send Uriah right to the front? What? Well, that's the privilege of the commanding officer. You have to please him. If, you, if he sends you into a death trap, that's your purpose. Let alone suffering. Dear one, you get this. You don't go to the war complaining about you don't have two sheets on your bed. You see the mud holes are changeable apparel. You, you might not change till the war is over. Oh, it's too cold. I don't have nothing to warm my hand with. Brother, boys pulled their socks off and their toes came off with it. You're in the war! You get wounded beyond your capacity to continue, then they send you back to the infirmary, patch you up, and send you back. We're in a war! I won't be able to awaken but a few of you because you're not accustomed to war. You don't know about the ravishes of war, even spiritually. You see it. See, we see the thing almost lost in a sense. But still, that doesn't serve some of us. That's what I was saying the other night. You know what's happening? The reason why I know? Because people still want to play. They still want to be meticulous about personal appearance. They're all just, just overly concerned about the, about the thing that... that at this time, she's not really concerned us at all. Brother, when saints come together now, instead of discussing the latest fashion and, and, and personal opinion, all that kind, they should be talking about the warfare. Honey, what can we do? This, this thing, the battle is hot and, and, poor, and soldiers are falling all around us. How can we increase the fervor here? What can we do to give consolation and encouragement to those who are on the front line. Amen. Amen. Maybe we never their fasting. That's those who see the battle. Amen. See, many people might see the battle. Well, that, that sounds spiritual, but they don't know what it's all about. Brother, when you see how the enemy is breaking through the ranks and getting to the commanding officers, another thing, Incidentally, in a war, they are after the commanding officer. In many instances on the front, the officers don't even wear their bars and their insignias indicating that they are senior officers. Why? Because they know that makes them direct targets for the enemy. The, the, the enemy's knows that if he can get the commanding officers, then they, it will be chaos. The, the, the command will be scattered and everybody will be out just shooting and running and, 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 and get them in total disarray. That's why they want you need to pray for your commanding officer. The, if you think you are being shot at, if you think that, that the enemy is zeroing in on you, if God only pulled back the curtain and let you know in every respect, every turn. 
Many times he had to shoot down a few around him who supported him to get to him. They make absolutely no promises at all. Tell Luke chapter 9, verse 57 quickly, please. Luke 9, 57. Jesus maintained the same, the self-same attitude in Luke chapter 9, verse 57. Read it. Came to pass that as they went in the way, a certain man said unto him, Lord, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. Jesus said unto him, Lord, I want to be inducted into your army. Wherever the battle is, I'm ready to dive off into it. So give me the conditions. He's all right. Here we go. Read. He said, all right then, now if you're going to follow me, if you're going to join my army, let me give you a little abbreviation of what it's all about. Come on. All right. Foxes have holes. Birds of the air have nests. That's a fairy tale, isn't it? He said, boy, you're talking about following me. You're talking about joining this army. Lord, I ain't got no man. I ain't got no wife. If you had one, boy, you might not have no little head. I ain't got no wife. I ain't gonna lay my head. Ain't got no pillow to put on if I had one. Do you want, that's why when I see people pining away about conditions and whatnot and, 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 and their little personal discomforts about to overwhelm them, they don't see the battle. You don't see the battle. I'm sorry. See, there are only a handful of people who see this thing. And if you don't see it, it's gonna affect your conduct and your response to the cry. See, if you don't see the seriousness of it, let me tell you this, Dewan. This is the best way I can put it. When I was in service, you've heard me say this before, one of the colonels or senior, maybe a general, senior officer, was talking in the shop there, and he said, America is the most complacent nation on earth. He said, now, see, we have never been bombed and had our cities torn, not children running from place to place, their pants been blown to bits in their faces. He said, you know, we set up a radar system in certain cities, and we asked for volunteers to watch for so many hours and to sound the alarm if some enemy uh, missile or plane was approaching. And he said, you know what, we couldn't even get volunteers. They felt that nothing just couldn't happen to us. Well, you know what, people, because they've enjoyed such spiritual prosperity, they figured nothing just can happen to us. And when I sound the alarm, it's a joke almost. It's just like, almost like Lot trying to pull his son-in-laws out of Sodom and Gomorrah. That's, how do you know? And then, you get this, when I sound the alarm, in due time, and you don't prepare, then God will come at me and sound the alarm. Then you listen. But, but you know what, though? I tell you, brother, I don't want God to sound my alarm. 
You remember when the people were clamoring to Moses? Well, uh, God speak to us like he does you. Let him start tell us. Okay, well, okay, they come on, come on. Oh, you'll gather around. And then when they gather around, and God starts thundering around, and the mountain is shaking, and fire burning. Wait a minute, Lord, we'll listen to you, Moses. Wait a minute. All right, then, I'll give you the warning. Don't hear me. You'll hear God. You get that? Write that down in your little book tonight. Don't hear me. You'll hear God. Amen. Thank God I'm warning you and pointing my finger in your face almost every time I get up here. Don't hear me. You'll hear God. Amen. It's coming to pass with, with pinpoint accuracy. Blow the trumpet. Sound a clear note. Everyone should be preparing themselves for battle. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life. And do you know the average person is just entangling himself the more and the more and the more and the more? That's why they made such provisions for the military men. What? Men that we had bills or whatnot. Those bills, they would just hold them in abeyance. Until you get out. What? Because if he don't have time, he, he, he don't have time to worry about no bills. No, he said, now, he got a battle to fight. He doesn't have time to, 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 to involve himself with the common concern of life. He's got to, he needs all of his concentration on the outcome of the battle. So whatever, they, they hold it right there until the war is over, until the duration. giving you to see. And Paul said, listen, I say, I am likening this battle to our natural warfare so you can see, so you can make a comparison and see what it's all about. And then maybe it will arouse you to the extent that you will address the issue. Well, if your wife is expecting when you leave, you don't come home and see the new baby. Baby might be half grown when you get home. That's tough to say. If the battle is going on, brother, that's it. Besides that, I mean, I'm going home for, for Christmas vacation. Brother, I remember, I remember, those fellows went in service, went overseas, and you didn't see many of them until the battle was over. No leave of absence and no furlough and no nothing. Now, you can say what you want to say. You can have days accumulated on the books and all this, and that meant nothing. So, dear one, I thank God for this light. That's why I sense this. Whatever come, the Bible says, endure what? Hardness. You know what hardness is? Endure hard things. Endure hard things. But brother, that is so hard. That's right. That's what you're supposed to endure. That's what he's talking about. That's, that's exactly what he's talking about. So now, you know, isn't that pitiful? As clear as he's making you still go to holler. Oh, but it's just so hard to live like this. Okay, that's what Paul was talking about. I didn't do it. And he said, do it as a good soldier. Do it as a good soldier. Brother, in the Marine Corps, they called those guys who were battle-ready, gung-ho. And brother, those guys acted crazy. When uh, they were going to, the, the, the battle was real hot in Korea. I'm going to swim in my boots. The more guys been around for a while. I said, listen, they, when they told him we, go, we need a shipment, I mean, emergency shipment. Them guys walk around and look, let's go, let, let's go. They go and clobber them so-and-so. Ready, ready to go. They ready to go. 
Because they've been in battle before. They don't care. They're ready to go. But I'm saying, these guys right there, I'm just one that's ready to go get blown away and them guys tell me, let's go. Amen, soldiers. A good soldier. Endure hardness of a good soldier. Be able to bring something, amen, that, that's almost unbearable. Amen. Do like the sister used to do. Is this the best you can? <laughs> used to. Because <laughs> he might show you. <laughs> amen. 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 I follow thee with us whoever thou goest. I like that. You know what I mean? There's something about those guys that's, that's admirable. There's something about them, brother. A good soldier, I'm telling you. There's something about them. The whole guy got ribbons and things and scars and missed shot of everything. So let's go. Where? Them guys, they give, you, they give you a few hours to get everything you got together. Let them guys step through the night and get that stuff in those packs and have them all with here, all the way down here. Ready to go. Sitting up and waiting, waiting for the shipment. Talking about it. Anxious. Endure hardness of a good soldier. He wasn't worried about, oh, I wonder if we're going to get back home. Oh, I wonder if Jody's going to get my gear. It wasn't no mess like that. It wasn't no worrying about, no worrying about nothing. Not even coming back home. All they were concerned about was winning the battle. Whatever it involved, whatever it demanded, amen. We're ready for it. Amen. Get the, the, run you off the island, we'll be back. You lose a whole battalion, man, we'll be back. We're going to regroup ourselves. We, we'll be back with double force. Endure hard as a good soldier, not as a little measly battle hiding behind the bush when everybody's just fighting and trying to find you a little hole to get in by yourself. With it. Everybody running for cover, praise God, they're walking around, even smoking the enemy out. Smoking them out. Everybody talking about how difficult it is, and uh, well, we can make it, and all that kind of thing. They're walking around smoking them out. I'm worried about home. When I get back, I won't get to leave my wife anymore, and all that kind of thing. It's a tremendous thing, brother. Thank God for the word of God. That's so that's what we are. We, that's, that's what you are. That's what the church of God is all about. Now, I remember when I was a little boy, 
In Arkansas, we used to play soldier. We get like a bang, bang. You know, well, that, that, that's cute, you know, him falling down, you get a bang. You can't nobody hurt, get hurt with no bang. That's just the way some things are. They, 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 they're playing, they're just banging. They come to the prayer meeting, bang. I think the Lord, I think, I think, thank the Lord, tell me, I, I'm, I'm ready, I'm ready, bang. And that's about the extent of that. They ready, they're not ready for no real battle. They want to bang. That's right. That's right. They, they want to get out there and, you know, and, oh boy. I mean, I was one of the best bang soldiers you ever seen. <laughs> rubber gun soldier. Come on, that's what we got right here. We got some rubber gun soldiers. Oh boy, they come back with the Medal of Honor in a bang battle. You get them, or get them in a real battle. Well, you got to make some tough decisions for life. Well, you might have to live life in a mud hole. Endure the hardness of a good soldier. Like old Caleb, a good soldier. Amen. Soldiers must live with the conditions, however they are. If they have pot of stew, or if they have that little stuff in a can for the duration, a little cold biscuit and a hard biscuit and a, and a piece of dried beef and hot water in the canteen. That's what Paul was talking about over in Philippians chapter 4 when he said, I've learned. Yes. And he meant that, and I trust God you learn it before it's too late, that whatever, because I mean it. And he went on, in case you had some questions about what he was talking about, he said, I know how to abound. I know how to suffer need. I know how to be full. I know how to be hungry. It don't matter, it matter to me. He said, I know how to do it, and I'm going to be a good soldier regardless. He said, I could do like the other brethren. I could be like they are. I could, do, I could lead a sister, but I could do all this, but I know how to, I know how to do otherwise. I know how to do what I have to do. That's why he had that testimony and I fought a good fight. Meaning that there was no phase of theater battle that I ever entered into where I nestled under. Where I jumped to God. I fought each situation out to a satisfactory conclusion. There was no enemy that I ever walked around. Amen. Amen. I, 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 we, 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 I dueled it out with it. Amen. Yeah. That was a good story. I, I mean, I never retreated. I was like an old bugle boy. I didn't know but one note. That's charge. Amen. Amen. Let's read one more passage here in First Corinthians chapter four, verse ten. Quickly. We are fools for Christ's sake. We are fools for Christ's sake. But ye are wise in Christ. We are weak. We're weak. But ye are strong. You're strong. Ye are honorable. Ye are honorable. We are despised. We are despised. Even unto this present hour. Even unto this present hour. We both hunger. We both hunger. Thirst. thirst naked, naked. And are buffeted. Buffeted. Have no certain dwelling place. No dwelling place. And labor. Labor. Working with our own hands. Being reviled, 
Folks, I don't care what. Being revived, we bless. We, we live any kind of way we have to. Being reviled, we bless. We're not submitting to the enemy, thank God. And you don't fight the devil with, with common weapons. If you revile and I revile again, that's not the kind of battle we're fighting. Being revived, we bless. That's what fighting a battle is all about. Read on. Being persecuted. We suffer it. That's what fighting is all about. Fighting is not getting on your wind and your jaws and matching word for word. We suffer it. We, we take it on the chin. Read on. Being defamed, we beg. People heaping words of defamation upon us, defaming our character, maligning our character, assassinating our very status. And all we do is intrigue. Oh, you don't have to do that. You don't have to say that. It's not that way. Being defamed, we're in feet. Read. We are made as the filth of the world. Listen, as soldiers of Jesus Christ, we are made as the filth of the world. There's nothing lower than that. There's nothing beneath that. There's nothing more repulsive and reproachful than that. Read. And are the offscourings of all things unto this day. We are the offscourings, the dirt, the filth, the slime. To this day, when the church was conceived on the day of Pentecost, even before she brought forth the child, the old dragon was there with his gun cut, ready to destroy him. That's what about the devil war in heaven. Not in God's heaven, but this, of course, is symbolical. The woman is symbol, and the war is all of symbolic. It's not a natural warfare. The devil himself was never in heaven. And he won't get there. If you will, you won't get there. Amen. So don't worry about that. Amen. We're not going that tonight. But what the, the, the as you notice, this warfare started by the extent. And you find God's people riding off the scene behind Christ. The Bible his armies followed him. They started here and all down through here. One warfare after another. All of these enemies are raised against him. The devil is changing his form. The devil inventing new weapons. His engineer going back to the designing people, getting new missiles and chemical warfare and everything else. Trying to annihilate God's church. And thank God the soldiers just waiting through all of it. Thank God when the devil took him prize. A new warfare, God people get before God and get a new direction. They get the devil, amen, find a new attack, and God people get a new counterattack. Amen. Good soldier, praise the God. Quit ye like men. Hallelujah to God. Don't, amen, don't go off the scene with your tail tucked under. Now that you know what you're up against, praise our God, prepare yourself for it. You know what to expect. God didn't promise your wife to stay with you. He didn't promise you have no husband to sleep with. He didn't promise you have a supporting job. He didn't promise you anything. 
Lord, I'll be with you. I will not prescribe any particular conditions under which you might live, but I promise you this, I will be with you. To me, that's promising. Like, I don't need I don't need anything, but that's good enough for me. Your husband might not be. Your wife might not be, your children might not be, but I will. And thank God that until the end. All the way from the first shot, they got down to your mark of the scene on the White House. I'll be with you. Hallelujah God. That's all the consolation I need. Thank God when he told me that, 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 that fixed me. That fixed me. That fixed me. Now he didn't make me no promise. And he and certainly I'm not going to demand any way down here. Amen. He didn't tell me, amen. He didn't promise me no, 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 not even a cot to sleep on. We're soldiers. Amen. I'm aware of the fact that life is different. Life is unexpected. Life is unpredictable. Amen. You don't know because you don't know what the enemy is going to do. So you can't, you can't determine what you're going to do. Brother, I don't know what tactics we'll have to use from day to day. That's why I say, brother, to be a leader today, you've got to be ready for it. Because you don't know what the devil might use people who supported you last month Amen. to destroy you this month. You don't know what to expect. Now, I keep telling you all that. There is no well-defined, pre-cut program by which to follow. You just have to be like Paul. We're not ignorant of his devices. Now, if you find yourself the one not a good soldier, you find yourself retreating, you better get before God. Admit, Lord, God, I'm, I want to be a good soldier, but my knees buckles at the prospects of war. When I hear the loud cannons thundering, when I see the fire from the blazing guns, when I see the mushrooming smoke, amen, I get butterflies. And my heart faints within me. I need something tonight. Because the battle's going to get hotter. It's going to become more intense, Lord. And I don't want to panic. I want to be a real soldier. I want to man my post. I don't want to desert my post. That's a serious aspect of it, brother. I wish God helped you all to sense it. If you desert your post then that would make us vulnerable to the enemy at that point. True. If you desert your post, at that point the devil would be able to penetrate our ranks. Can you see the seriousness they want? And the pastor can't feel every post. He can only feel his. The commanding general does not get out there and fight the, the whole war, contrary to what some might think. The pastor see some people want the pastor to pray everything through, give all the direction, give all the instruction and exhort and keep everybody good. No, the pastor, the, the, the commanding general can't fight the whole battle. I don't care how astute, how gung-ho he might be. Now, if you need help tonight, if you need help tonight, amen. If you can find yourself, amen, fainting when the battle is in hot array, you need to get before God tonight. And even now, they want there are those who are quaking. 
There are those who are quaking at the fierceness of the thing and the loud blast. But you need to be getting settled. God have mercy upon you. You have an opportunity now. Many of you might be in training, Dewan, but it's going to be a little different on the battlefield. But if you get if you get the training right, it'll make it so much better. Your survival so much more likely. If you need help of God, if you need help of God, if you need help of God. You don't know what theater of battle. You don't know what theater of battle. You don't know. You don't know. I've seen saints of God that I said, you better prepare yourself. Oh, that won't happen to me. That can't happen to me. I'll never be in that battle. I said, I tell you, you better, you better prepare yourself. Now I'm telling you that. Some things that you think are so unlikely. Oh, no, that woman's so attached to me. That man loved me so. Oh, no, Brother Hampton. You, 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 you try to bank on that. Brother, you're going to do like the Word of God, so you're going to be ready for anything if you're going to survive. That's all there is to it. Whatever. Might not have a change of clothes. Your diet might consist of one thing. There's only one reasonable thing to do. Love not your lives and address the battle. Address it. Address it. Put on your strength and face the fold with courage undismayed. Thank God, I, I like those songs. They got a message. They have a message. But see, most people can't relate to that because they don't know what the battle's about. So we have to sing something that you can relate to. Oh God, I am fighting in the army of the Lord. Listen, listen. God have mercy. All right, now listen to what you finished saying now. Come on. Have mercy, Lord. By the grace of God, I know, conquer every foe. I mean, this is the verse that I like. I shall never tie or give the battle over. For the crowning is coming by and by. Then through all eternity, I shall shout. I've been, I will press to victory and I reach my crown and mansion by and by. By the grace I shall conquer. Oh, and we have a lot of them, children.